Hey, guys. I saw a tweet from Jordan Peterson this week that really disappointed me. Don't get me wrong, I love Peterson. He's done a ton of good work that I admire. I've consumed hundreds of hours of his content. I bought the self-authoring program for one of my friends. But this probably disproportionately angered me because I was already at maximum capacity with boomer bullshit last week, namely the myth of egalitarianism and their relentless devotion to civic nationalism. I know that Peterson didn't make this image. I would not have addressed this had he retweeted something like this, but it was his own tweet. And he pulled this image from Reddit because presumably he thought it provides some kind of valuable insight. I think it's worth breaking down since it truly embodies this largely boomer-held fallacy. Communism, socialism, and racism, sexism, social justice are heads of this hydra. Fine. Whatever. That's fine. Then we have nationalism and fascism as heads as well. And all share the hydra's body, which is collectivism. All of these entities embodied by collectivism are being fought by individualism. No matter that civic nationalism is a form of collectivism, but I digress. I suppose my first real gripe with this is that communism and socialism are on par with nationalism, which is not only a positive force, but an essential force to the survival of any civilization. Peterson has to see that. He's a huge advocate for maintaining Western traditions and keeping the culture alive, so I found this very confusing. My next biggest gripe is that collectivism is presented as the antithesis to individualism. The suggestion here is that they cannot coexist and that individualism is the only resource that we have to fight the beast of collectivism. I feel fully defined as an individual, and I value individual rights, but I'm also a fierce nationalist, and I know that being part of a collective that binds the people in our culture together is the only response to unfettered immigration that threatens us demographically and culturally. This is where I run into problems with civic nationalists and why I had to revise my worldview. Hyper-individualism is the obsession of the left and has ironically led them to develop identical viewpoints with varying degrees of differentiating body modifications. Even people obsessed with individualism seek to conform to a collective, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sure, horrible things have happened because of the nature of collective thinking, but we are also evolved to engage in reciprocal, collaborative behavior within our communities. A sense of sharing and collectivism in a functioning society is not only healthy, but is an essential part of establishing a national identity. We're seeing right now what happens when a nation does not have a strong identity. Without it, or even merely without the perception of it, your country can be fundamentally changed demographically, a new set of ethics instilled, and everything you know will cease to exist and be replaced with something alien in your own homeland. If you look through my oldest videos, which are around two years old, you can certainly pick up on some morsels of idiocy in terms of civic nationalism and libertarianism. Of course, at the time, I thought I had things pretty well figured out. You know how that goes. But as you move through the progression of my videos, you can tell that I'm realizing that that civic nationalism is not enough and that people will default and historically have defaulted to voting patterns based nearly exclusively on the interests of their ethnic group. I've linked a few videos below where I talk about the necessity of identity politics and the merit of individualism, and you can really tell that I'm having some conflict about my relationship with these philosophies. Civic nationalism is palatable to people. It makes them feel good about themselves because the underlying principle is that regardless of race or culture, there's a binding larger ideology that we can all choose to uphold and share and devote ourselves to. It's the lovely element of choice that we capitalists love so much. The basis of this mentality is that people can fundamentally reject their more base, tribal, usually ethnic preferences in favor of an intangible philosophy. 
Well, isn't that nice? That is the dream of the West, though, right? That race and other differences take a back seat and we can actively make the choice to reject the importance of our individual heritage in favor of something bigger. No one ever asks if people are actually capable of doing this or if the only people doing it are white people. It is just assumed that everyone is and everyone does. But I had to go through these last few years and see the political climate where people break on political lines in order to realize that I was just virtue signaling when I was maintaining a civic nationalist position. What I saw this last year was that not only were minority groups rejecting their Americanism in favor of their ethnic group, but they were presenting America as racist and hostile against them. Some of these people have been given unprecedented opportunities to succeed, yet still choose to treat America like a hopelessly racist nation, to resent her, and to break politically completely on ethnic lines and with only the interest of their own ethnicity in mind. Everyone deserves the respect of being judged first as an individual. I truly believe that, just like Jordan Peterson does. And I do that in my own life. But what if you live in a society where that courtesy is demanded of you, but not extended to you? Further, collectivism and tribalism are not just present, but are actively reinforced in minority communities, making the group stronger, while white people are told that engaging in the exact same collectivism is hateful, racist, and even an expression of violence. So I'm supposed to continue to believe that people will choose American ideologies over their race while the evidence is telling me otherwise. In the meantime, holding this position is endangering me and people like me. I used to not care about white identity and, like most Americans, didn't really think that it was a thing. But if you can't see the anti-white narrative by now, I can't help you. I see it all the time, and it has counterproductively for the left helped me define white identity and not only has made me defensive, but has helped identify a community of others that are aware of this marginalization. America is the place that civic nationalism is the most likely to work because we have an overarching ideological identity, but it clearly is not working here. The America experiment has largely failed, and we can see this before our very eyes. If it was working, there would not be racial tensions. Black-on-white crime would not be wildly disproportionate. Blacks and Hispanics would not be a devoted Democratic voting bloc. They would not be government-dependent. The media would not be portraying whites as racist or America as a violent, racist white nation. And the most telling of all is that if the American experiment was working, multiculturalism would not be such a dismal failure. We would have a sense of community, safety, togetherness. I certainly do not feel that way, do you? From what I can see, winners, not in the philosophical sense, by this I mean people that actually win, are deeply unified in principle and refuse to abandon their tribal nature. Can you imagine if the mainstream media said that there is no black culture, that that doesn't really exist, that there is only Americanism and that trying to connect with African heritage is racist? Or if the mainstream media told black people or Hispanics to stop having children, which is an actual headline for white people that I've seen, there would be riots. Yet white people are told stuff like this every day and just swallow it. They just remain polite above all. The left needs minorities to have fierce in-group preferences so that they can exploit them and so that they can remain a predictable and manageable voting bloc. Lucky for them, people are tribal. Well, except for most white people that have been told throughout their lives on the news and government education, TV, film, that white people have no culture, no community, and no identity outside of our genocidal past. I've actually heard boomers that shall remain nameless say that racism will be cured by a new group emerging in later generations that is so multi-ethnic that there will be no racial differentiation, thus no racism. I was appalled by this for a few reasons. First, that someone would be so disassociated from their ethnicity, their ancestral homelands, 
that their total decimation would be viewed as a net gain for the world. It wasn't even self-loathing. It was just apathy, which somehow I found worse. Additionally, I realized immediately that only a white person would have this stance. I have never once in my life heard a minority say that they want future generations to blend into society, so they want to totally mix out their race. If this was suggested to a minority, even on an individual level, it would most certainly get picked up by the mainstream media and be posed as some kind of crazy white eugenics experiment. I think that civic nationalism is kind of a penultimate stop before the painful realization that collectivism, community building, and probably isolationism are what made our country and other Western countries formerly great. I wish I could keep entertaining this civic nationalist mentality. I still want to believe that people can coexist, that we can live in a multicultural society peacefully without undermining or endangering the white majority. But I'm about to start my family and being told that I shouldn't have children or I'm a bad person for doing so or a racist person, I'm seeing this all in a new light. I'm realizing that there is going to be no coexistence while the majority is being actively attacked. And I'm realizing that at the end of this is complete cultural demolition. White people are acting like they're taking the moral high ground by engaging in their own extinction. Americans would never try to do this to another group, nor would any racial minority be treated this way in our country. And in every other country on earth, the majority people, the people who built the nation, are respected, as is their will and their vision, in their own country, the country that they built. I will never again make a case for the continued existence of white people. I shouldn't have to, and no such expectation is ever laid at the feet of any other race. It's gotten to the point that I don't really care what the motivations of socialist leftists are because the horrific result is always the same. Evil, naive, I don't really give a shit because both communist leaders and college students are impervious to changing their minds through reasonable debate. Both are my enemy. I'm feeling more hopeful now than before because I'm seeing videos like this pop up with an increased frequency. I have actually had the script in the works for weeks, maybe months, but was worried about the reception and how controversial this topic is. I only decided that I was going to finish it when I saw an excellent video about civic nationalism by Lauren Rose. She's a new YouTuber whose channel is just going to explode. She has a real clarity about her. But seeing her video made me comfortable enough to talk about this. I feel like I'm in good company. That is how these things work. You see one person that's not afraid to discuss a certain topic and it compels you, it emboldens you to take that topic on as well. I've linked her channel below, check it out. She seems to have gone through a similar journey where she got off on the civic nationalist stop and kind of took a look around and then got right back on the train. I think this is really common. Once you accept that multiculturalism always fails, it becomes increasingly difficult to maintain a civic nationalist position, which is predicated on the notion of seamless integration where immigrants choose to value their new nationality above their ethnicity, and they rarely do. I also wanted to jump up and down when I saw this Faith Goldie tweet the other day. My heart is with civic nationalists. I want to believe. However, a deliberate evisceration of national identities coupled with mass migration has made my head at odds with my heart. Right-wing civic nationalists are no better than leftist do-gooder multiculturalists. Result is ethnocide. She is exactly right, and it really lifts my spirits to hear people speaking so freely about this. So hats off to the two ladies that I've discussed, and of course, to all the YouTubers that have been talking about this for years. I know I'm late to the game on this, but I just really, really did not want to lose faith in civic nationalism. But this is a quest for truth after all, and if we don't face the music, we really are staring into the face of our demise. That looks like a much bleaker future than people thinking that we're mean or that we're racist. Let me know what you think in the comment section if you've experienced a similar political evolution, if you still have faith that multiculturalism can work and that civic nationalism gives the West a brighter future. I'd love to hear from you as well. Thanks, and I'll see you soon.